guys, welcome to the Glitch in the Code podcast. I'm here with Jonathan Royal, and this is the journey we're going to be taking to making a documentary about mind control, um, about hypnosis, about how the mind works and how the media works. We've um, done a lot of looking into this over the last year and a half, more than more than that individually, um, with people like Neil Sanders and his books, um, Your Thoughts Not Your Own, um, some work with Gareth Hikes under David Icke, um, and also our own experiences working in different parts of um, the media industry. So Jonathan, um, welcome to the show, and let's just start with what made you first realise the world wasn't quite as it was being portrayed to be. Was there a point where you thought, it's all a bit odd? Hmm. That should be a remarkably easy question, but... But it isn't because my life was always a bit odd being born on the circus. Um, I won't go into major depth about that here because we have done in the formerly known as Tinfoil Hats podcast. If anyone wants to search on YouTube, they can find them. Tinfoil Hats, Jonathan Royal. I think it was probably... A conscious, properly conscious level, rather than just thinking something doesn't feel right. Probably primary school and starting to think what actual knowing, because by then I decided I was very much going to go into performing. Uh, well, I thought I was mainly going to be doing magic and stuff when I was older, but as it's turned out, I've gone down the hypnosis uh, route but I so I suppose I was a little bit odd in that regard and that probably clouded my view on things but the certain things that we're teaching at school I just thought well that's going to be no relevance to me when I go off doing my magic trolls in the world or my hypnosis or whatever and in truth looking back on it now that just got worse as you got older through school. Because let's face it, when, some people may have done it. I know there's exceptions to the rule, but the vast majority of people, when have they ever needed to bloody know that the square of the hypotenuse is equal to the whatever the rest of the rubbish is that they told us about, you know, Pythagoras' theorem? When have we actually needed to know that in your life? Yes, I know there's some people, some industries that do need to know that, but those people that go into those things like surveyors and uh, architects, say, I think would probably draw plans up and that, they end up going to university to do degrees and stuff and learn more before they go into that career anywhere. So why not just leave the square of the hypotenuse shite that's useless aside and make time for things that, as human beings, we need to know. Things like budgeting, being able to, you know, banking, saving your money in a manner that means that your money can start working for you. The things that the rich people, the powerful people know, but that the mass populace don't tend to get taught. Why aren't we taught those things at school? Um, is that part of, like, going back to the mind control, is that part of the the look over here kind of keep yourself busy um is that mind control in itself is that part of um 
a distraction on purpose to give us just rubbish that we don't really need. Some people hear the phrase mind control thing, brainwash, um, sleepwalking zombie. My, 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 my kind of take on it is that the majority of the mass populace are sleepwalking zombies. And only a very few of normal people like us and then at the top end, the really powerful rich people who know what's going on and are pulling the strings. That's the minority. I think that is growing as time goes on because more and more people are waking up. But that sleepwalking is because people's minds are occupied, yeah, I believe, with totally unnecessary crap that's manufactured. The only reason people started to get educated as such anyway um, is, for example, in the Catholic Church, they didn't have an education system, but then people people used to take their letters and things, get a priest to write letters for them, and then take them to the priest to get them read when they got them back. But after years and years and years and years of this going on, people started to go, well, wouldn't it make more sense if we were taught how to do it? And it took ages for people to wake up and go, well, why shouldn't we be taught how to do it? Then they kicked up a bit of a sting and we ended up with schools. But the people in power still chose, they chose what you get taught. We call it the syllabus or whatever now. But they choose what you get taught. And it's worse than that. Not only did they choose what you get taught, which makes an irony of it, they obviously don't really want to help people. What they want to do is create... Um, a load of workarounds that will go out into the world, go for a job, because the brain wants the idea that you've got to get a job. You've got to, oof. if you're an entrepreneur, a self-employed individual, you're in the minority. The majority of people brainwash, you've got to go out there, condition to the idea that you go get a job, you work at least nine to five, or that could be nine at night till five in the morning. But you work a set routine for at least 40 hours a week, for at least 40 weeks of the year, for at least 40 years of your life, and then retire on 40% of the income that you could barely afford to live on in the first place. Well, along the way, you willingly pay tax on your earnings, and then you get, for every pound you make, you're probably paying out 80 pence in tax, because you've got your income tax, your national insurance, you've got your tax on your petrol, you've got your road tax, you've got your TV license, um, you've got VAT on foods that you're buying and products you're buying. You're essentially working for free if you don't know how to save money legally. Because obviously tax avoidant, uh, evasion is illegal, but tax avoidant. Tax evasion is illegal, tax avoidance is legal. And the powerful people know this, that's why they have financial advisors and stuff. This is the kind of information they should be teaching kids at school, but they don't because otherwise people would start to wake up and realise they're being controlled. You know, they're getting paid a minimum wage while somebody at the top is earning a bloody fortune. And I know people might go, oh, no, no, it's not as simple as that because there's companies going uh, bust and all that. The companies might be going bust, but the people who set them up, you look at your Philip Greens and stuff of British home stores in England, he's still a multi-millionaire. He knows how to make his money vanish over there, appear over here. And these are the things that the powerful people create but while we're distracted to the idea of cobblers like Brexit. 
which is relevant at the minute as we record this on the 31st of January 2019. If there was anything of importance, or rather anything of importance, true importance, the powerful people, the money people, would not give us general public a vote. So is the is the and I totally agree with you there. Is the the um, hiding of information a source of mind control? It's the yeah. Is is that true? Would you say? Yeah, of course. Because if you're not given the information, and worse than that, it's not just that they're not give you the information. Because well, it's out there these days. You can go and find it on the internet. You can buy books. You can choose to do courses when you're older. I get that. But from the inception stage, birth, nurseries, school, college and whatnot, unless you're born into a very wealthy background or you fortunate enough that your family became uh, new money, as they would call it, uh, and could afford to send you to a private, a high class private school, you're not going to uh, where you will not. You will be taught differently. You will be taught the same things but more effectively and you will be taught things that you're not taught in non-fee paying schools because that's how they create the elite it's about a division you and them part of that's to do with money and power but part of it's about knowledge and knowing things that the mass populace down here don't know so yeah it, it, it's pre it's, it's all about getting people conditioned to from birth to believing that certain authority figures have to be obeyed now you know i see this every day as a hypnotist and i'm perceived as the authority figure and i go sleep and people apparently go to sleep and and and, and they don't really because in truth the majority of people i deal with are, are asleep even if their eyes are open they are sleepwalking zombies what i actually do is the opposite. I help wake them up so that they can take more more control on their own lives, uh, and and realise that you know what, you don't have to go and work for somebody else if you don't want to. Um, that they are they can feel capable of doing things. The society as a whole, from birth, your family's conditioned. You you've got to go and register the birth and get a birth certificate. So you, 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 you may not be consciously aware of that as the child when you're born, but your parents are so indoctrinated that they believe that they've got to do this. And some would argue that if you don't, it's illegal. But there are people that are off the radar. Um, the, every step of the way, school, it, it's training you. It's all about you've got to be there at a certain time. If you speak out of turn, what the teacher considers out of turn, you can end up in detention. Now, what the teacher considers out of turn could be as simple as you being a bit more just naturally clued up for some reason, you know, because you you just are. Want to ask a question. Uh, I've been researching on the internet, and I'm sorry, but um, what you just told me in that history lesson sounds like, it may not be true, because I found evidence to the contrary. And they say, shut up, shut up. That could be considered out of turn. So you end up in detention. And this happens, and, and you, you get suppressed for thinking freely, for thinking outside the box. And that's a good point. Where we, From here, from the CIA, 
were responsible for the term conspiracy theorist to put mm. out there to, to make people who look into these things like us seem as if we're we are completely mad um and and the fact if you believe in one little thing you believe in it all and um, there's no which isn't which it's, most certainly isn't the case you know there's tons of stuff i i believe in um and truthfully i only tend to believe in things once i have evidence that i've checked out myself or experienced it myself otherwise i strongly suspect that it may be true but i'm not going to believe it until i've experienced it or seen some cool hard evidence so i strongly believe it's possible for example in fact i feel it would be arrogant to think that it's impossible for there not to be a living human-like race somewhere on some planet somewhere in this universe it would be slightly arrogant to think that's impossible and more and more science is showing in recent years that it's potentially possible however i don't fully believe it because i've not seen enough evidence my own research hasn't shown me anything to be able to say yeah for definite for definite but for definite for definite from my own research and experiences i know that school is not so much an education system, it's an indoctrination, brainwashing and control system um, that unless you're paying for it, but that's a different matter. If you're paying for it and you're one of the elite, fair enough, this doesn't apply to you, you're, you're up there. But if, you, if you're going to a free school, you're getting provided to you what the elite are prepared to provide. That means that the teachers that are employed have been trained and told what they have to teach as part of the syllabus. So they ultimately become soldiers of quite often misinformation. And what do I mean quite often by misinformation? Well, if you look back on history lessons, stuff they taught in history, um, say, three decades ago, about stuff that happened in history years and years before that, which you can't turn back the clock and go back in time, but evidence has come out and people have been more vocal and other people have gone, well, that's not true. We found this. We found that. You've twisted this. And there's that old saying that it's um, the victor writes history. The winner of a war writes history. But now evidence has come to light to more people who are waking up that a lot of what we've been told by governments and schooling was lies about history. So now they've started teaching a more truthful version in certain areas. But some could argue that possibly that means there's still areas that we're being lied to about that they're still suppressing information about. Why is there a whole city called the Vatican, for example, that um, from what I've read, researched and heard and seen in documentaries and what the ports in the past have, uh, have kind of referred to, that has got apparently thousands upon thousands of secret documents and books? What's in them? Um, you know, did what? There's always where there's power. It's always because the person in power has either got more money, more knowledge, or more control. And control comes through money, power, um, and manipulation, manipulating people's emotions. I mean, recently you did. Um, you've just released uh, a documentary you worked on with. Um, Richard Grenner. Yeah, they're all about social media and 
how it uh, how, how it's negatively impacting people. Well, I'm, I'm not religious, but in the Bible, there's a thing about one day they'll have the mark of the beast and they'll carry it with them. That's a, that's kind of paraphrasing it. Well, most people these days are carrying with them mobile phones or tablets, devices that connect them to the internet. That when they're looking at the screen, the blue light that's in the screen actually affects your brainwave patterns uh, in much the same way as the flashing lights on a fruit machine help addict people to gambling and playing again and build up the excitement. It starts your heart rate. It makes you feel good. Things like Facebook, it's been proven a fudge. You might Somebody might like your post, but it might show up later than when it happened on your notifications. Or it could tell you about some... So that if you get loads of notifications at once, rather than getting a load at once, they drip feed you them. So you carry on getting that, oh, I've got someone else has liked me thing. If they liked it, that makes people feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued. Um, but then if they don't get any likes and the check, people get addicted to checking, has anyone liked me Porsche yet? Has anyone looked? Because they feel it's a form of rejection if it's not being seen and liked. But the thing is, and that can really make people feel bad as you'll discovered to the point of suicide even. Uh, and yet the truth is loads of people could have seen it, but those likes have been held back till a later time because they don't want it all to happen at once. They're controlling because they're in a business of making money and wanting people on there. The longer you're on there, the more likely you're going to see an advert um, that people have paid them for that advert to be on there. It, everything is about people at the top earning money and controlling people, manipulating people's emotions. Now, the media these days is social media, but it used to be mainly newspapers, print media. That's falling apart. We know the likes of Mur Rupert Murdoch's been exposed as a serial liar, perjurer, fabricator of any evidence, phone hacker, and many of his staff have, and more and more evidence is coming to light every day. He also, bizarrely, also owns a lot of TV and radio companies. You know, he, there's only a few people, very few people at the top control the money and the power. Um, they say that 95% of the world's money is controlled by 5% of the people, and that if it was all shared out equally amongst everyone, and therefore everyone would be millionaires, that it would take no more than three to five years for it to all funnel back up to the top again, so that 5% of the people had 95% of the money again, because the people down here, without the money currently, have been brainwashed, conditioned, and indoctrinated by what they've read in the media, seen in social media, been in, taught at schools, um, the way society makes things that if you stand out as being a bit unusual or thinking outside the box, that people will naturally attack you and say, oh, you're odd, you're weird, you're a conspiracy theorist, because they don't want to stand out and put their head above the parapet. So all of these things are about grinding you down. So even if they've got that financial freedom, they've not been taught how to save money correctly. They've not been taught how to make money work for them. You know, take the money, invest it in such a manner that you can live off it more than comfortably. But you've, in fact, you're not just, you're not dissipating your money. You're living off it comfortably and becoming richer. That is what the people at the top do at the expense of the people at the bottom 
who are getting paid minimum wage and making the people at the top rich. So society, and it's not even the politicians and the governments who are to blame. There's people, the reason why it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you're voting. That's an illusion of truth. Uh, if there was any relevance in that, they wouldn't give you a vote in the first place. Once people get in, they are told or manipulated into doing what they are desired to do by the people who've truly got money. Um, Rockefeller once said, I don't care who is in control of the government of a country. All I care about is who controls the money. If I control the money, you're in control. And these people who have control the money also pull the strings with the media. That is why it comes to light often that people like Murdoch and other newspapers get blackmail, compromise material on politicians and people in positions that can bring in new laws to their benefit and to the detriment of the people below. Well, it could be, be argued that, that they wouldn't be allowed to get into that position if they weren't able to be compromised they picked certain types of people that have certain personality traits that to a degree but i think you know every now and again you get someone who thinks out the box with the best of intentions and goes you know i'm going to stand to be an mp and get into government and they get there and they genuinely truly sincerely meant every word they said to get to where they are and they still mean it when they're in there and then they are somehow manipulated uh into a situation not necessarily and not necessarily an illegal one so it might be it might be they're coerced into a party given drink and with someone that they've been led to believe they can trust and then given some drugs and that's been photographed and it's going to hit the press and you're going to be you know ruined unless we can stop it getting in the press you see if you do this and then once they've done that it can go well it's worse for you now because not only have you done the thing that we're keeping out in the press, but now we've got proof that, you know, you're not as clean as you said you were, so you better... And it just becomes worse. It could be something legal that they get them to do, you know? They could end up getting took to a party and in a compromising position. A male politician could end up with three women, a four-in-a-bed scandal that could make headlines. The trouble is, it ruin his marriage. It'd be a nightmare for his kids. He loves his kids to bits, quite rightly. Um, he ends up getting, you know, I want to keep it out of the press, so compromise. So, so it's good. It's that mind yeah. control in a way can also, it comes that mind control and behavioural control go hand in hand. It's emotional manipulation and control yeah which is is a real is a strong trait a core trait of narcissism as a narcissistic person yeah well the people in power the people pulling the strings behind the government many people in the government are narcissistic uh are psychopaths as the personality traits would go uh banking people right at the top your rockefellers your rothschilds yeah fit the criteria uh textbook um so, yeah, it, it, it fits entirely that from birth, the, the, the people who break through are either the people who've got natural psychopathic or narcissistic trends that they break through, not necessarily in a negative sense, because some narcissistic, te um, you know, personality traits and psychopathic traits can actually be put to positive use. 
as um, I've had a mental block on his name, former SAS guy. He wrote a book on uh, psychopaths and how the psychopath personality traits can actually be, in some people, there, but all manifested positively. Hence, they end up you know, breaking through and uh, achieving things in life that other people thought were impossible, but in a manner that's beneficial to um, everybody on the planet, rather than detrimental, as is more often than not the case with what politicians do. Um, but not a narcissistic trait is is that different from being a psychopathic person? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Um, but I'm just saying that some people who are not psychopathic persons can have... Not all narcissistic traits are necessarily have to manifest negatively. Yeah. yeah. But by the same token, not all selfless, apparently generous, happy, outgoing personality traits always manifest positively either. That's the oxymoron of it. We, we just live in a world where we give things labels to categorise it, to make it easier to understand. The truth is the generalities of good and bad, but there's always, always going to be grey areas as well. So what's the, the, the difference to you? And is there a clear defined difference between social conditioning, which seems to be what schools are, what religion is, mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily in a bad way, but the social conditioning is a condition you, you are told to be like, to, to act like, and MK Ultra mind control type stuff. This stuff seems to be quite popular. It's almost getting a, a, a becoming a brand in itself. Is, it, is there a danger of going getting rid of the nuts and bolts of it and going over to this, this this almost like Marvel superhero mind control. Do you know what I mean? Like block I think films. the main difference is that and the main K-Ultra stuff definitely did happen. In fact, yeah. it's still happening. I genuinely believe from the research I've done just under a different now. And in fact, a lot of it you can see if you look closely, it's going on around us. I mean, the evidence is there now that, that people are going to be checked. Now, you might say that's not mind control, Consider this. I'm not saying this has happened, but I I strongly believe, because of my studies into the placebo effect with medicine, and the fact that the vast majority of drugs that are prescribed have very little chemical effect whatsoever in terms of helping people with the conditions they're prescribed for, the actual real uh, help is in the ritualistic process of taking them, the bedside manner of the doctor, as long as They've been trained right and go, you know, take these and you'll be fine in a week. And the placebo effect, that's why, you know, different colored pills. We talked about that in pre, uh, one of the tinfoil hats podcast, if people search YouTube. So I reckon they've started saying that they started chipping people. Some people have voluntarily in Sweden been chipped oh, for jobs. Now they have RF chips for the purposes of getting in and out of work. And then conspiracy theorists have come out going, but they can do all this other stuff as well. Maybe this is just a cover story to get them into the bodies. Well, I believe that, yes, probably they can get them to do loads of other stuff. But I reckon that the moment that so they might not be able to do it to the level they said they can already, they will be able to. Okay. 
but they might not be able to have it as perfected as they want now. So they're putting chips under an innocent cover story, and then they let leak out or encourage conspiracy theorists to come out with the fact that other things could be done. So it's out there, so people are talking about it. And then the people who've got the chips that currently can't do those things see this in the media or in social media or hear about it. And the more they hear this, the more that that idea can be planted as a seed in their unconscious mind, subconscious, call it what you will, and growers, well, maybe, maybe possibly those things can be done. And then we'll start to arguably, it could be a psychological brainwash placebo impact that they then are far more questioning to themselves of everything they do and doubt themselves more. Did I feel that because I was made, you know, without, but once the suggestion's there, this could happen to them without them consciously knowing that that's why they're starting to get more and more of the little voice inside the head everyone has saying to them, no, I don't know if you're capable of that. So what I'm saying is actually that wouldn't be the placebo uh, as such. It would in the theory of believing something, but it's actually more aligned with what they call the nocebo, which it's a combination because nocebo is negative. That's where you have something that genuinely will work, but somebody believes it won't, so it doesn't. So it is placebo, actually, what I'm talking about here, because if they think for one minute that this little chip could do something, then by believing it, they can manifest that reality in their life when it wasn't there. And then down the line, people are so believing that this is possible, that when the, th the thing's been developed to a level that it can do that, the resistance to the idea of it has kind of gone away because it's become so commonplace, the thought and idea of it, that people have decided, well, it's pointless fighting it because it's already out there, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. That's the, um, uh, what do they softly, call it? Softly, softly. Yeah, the softly, softly, the totalitarian tiptoe, but they call it, there's another word for it, and I can't think of it at the moment, um, where it's... it's it's put out there and you perceive it to the point where it becomes normal. Normal. It's like the lobster bean, but in a pan of yes. cold water. And it slowly warms up and up and up and then suddenly before you know it, it's dead. It's because it was so gradual, it didn't get out in time. So that's why these things have to take so long, because if they hadn't... Then it becomes so obvious. So, obvious, so that's yeah. what I define as my difference. Conditioning not bringing through schools, um, which is largely what psychology would now call, innocently, they call it state-dependent uh, memory, learning, and behavior. It's a nice term uh, in psychology, okay? The idea being that um, when we learn things or experience them, the impact it has on us and the ability to recall it or react to it is more likely to be triggered if we're in that same state again. So if we were happy when we learned something, to recall those things we learn, the memories or the behaviour or the abilities we gained, if we're happy when we want to do it, we're more likely to be at our full potential. Is that, like, is that how addiction works? 
yeah, well, largely that's how it happens and people want to get that feeling back again, that state that they felt. So they take that which they've connected, that's been linked together, uh, to seek that feeling, that escapism from feeling trapped in life or negative or feeling unloved, i.e. the opposite of the good things. That everyone wants to feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued. Um, if they don't, that has a knock-on effect on their self-confidence or the self-image or the self-esteem or the self-control, a.k.a. willpower. If there's knock-on on any of them, then it has a knock-on effect on their feelings of self-worth, self-love. So they feel like they've got a gap. Some people fill that gap by overeating. Some fill that gap by trying to fill it up with liquid alcohol. Some try to create a smoke screen by smoking. Some try to literally escape it through drugs. The underlying thing of them all is that those people will have some kind of imbalance in one of those areas somewhere. And if you can increase the person's, um, make it so that the person feels truly loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, so it increases their self-confidence, self-image, self-esteem, self-control. So in turn, their self-worth, the way they feel about themselves and what they hear the little voice in their head saying to them, or more importantly, the way they react to that little voice in their head, um, means that they get to a point where they can be a little bit more selfish, as oxymoronish as that may sound, in so much as you've got to put yourself first to be able to put other people where, you know, to really help other people later to your best of your ability. If you haven't looked after yourself, you can't offer other people your best. All of these have an emotional connection. Everything in life does. And the powers that be worked this out years ago. That's why for a lot of people, they, they are enticed, not as many these days, but used to be enticed to fill in that gap to get a feeling of belonging and wholeness by going to a religion that was a control, brainwashing hypnotic, almost, control power thing. Um, these days, filling that gap as getting a sense of belonging. People sometimes might have joined local clubs and, you know, meetups, hobbies. These days, social media is being handed out as join this group, but you don't even have to leave your house. You can just join this chat group for your fellow budgie fanciers. So it's making people actually, although they feel more loved, so they, in their heads, it's great because I'm socialising more, I'm getting to know more people, I'm enjoying my hobby. What it's doing is meaning they're not having to travel to the local town for the monthly meetup, or they're not having to go to this convention they used to go to. So it's making people more insular, um, which is all part of the grand plan of... Uh, you know, wiping out millions of people, the obligatory, I'm going to call it controlled agenda death. Agenda 21, is, the, is it as part of that? Agenda 21, yeah, I mean, you know, population control is the nice term for it. Wasn't uh, it um, Bill Gates' dad was part of Planned Parenthood? Yeah, it's about, well. it's about killing people. And I don't mean necessarily murdering them, but some might debate that that is going on. Um, I mean more suppressing things that could keep people alive longer. Yeah, which uh, in turn has the same outcome. We, we, but it works both ways because, yeah. you know, 
by suppressing something that could keep people alive longer helps population control in the long term, but also it means drug companies can make more money selling the thing that people have to depend on because it's not a proper cure. Yeah. Um, so the people at the top who own the drug companies, who when you look, shareholders, it goes right, 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 up, 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 up the tree, you always trace the money back to people like Rockefeller, Rothschilds, and similar, um, who, who control the financial banking systems. Mm. It does it's always go about so... money, control, and power. And that is the easiest way to get power is to control somebody's emotions so that they end up doing something they wouldn't normally want to do. But whilst they're doing it, they feel better than not doing it because of the brainwashing conditioning that you've given them. So, in a sense, do you, for you, do you believe that someone can be brainwashed into doing something that they don't want to do without remembering it, almost like a, um, a JFK hitman, like a John Lennon hitman? Is, can without you be a doubt. brainwashed into splitting your mind to that? Without a doubt. Compartmentalise, say the word again, get a new set of teeth. Compartmentalisation of the brain is entirely possible, um, creating different personality types, alters. Of course, it's possible. That is why there are people having to be treated for multiple uh, personality disorders. Um, the truth is, a lot, if not all, but certainly a lot of those people with so-called per multiple personality disorders have highly likely had those purposely conditioned into them. Uh, through things like cults. Cults know about this and use the techniques. Religion knows about it and to a degree does it as well. Um, this happened, but it, it happens on a low level to, uh, to everyone in life because society is conditioned that if you think outside the box and you, like I said before, it, you know, if you go, but teacher, teacher, you're saying that such and such is true, but, you know, Five years ago, this categoric proof came out that it's cobblers. Now, yeah, you might get a click around the ear. Should, probably should do if you said cobblers. In fairness, kids go. But you get my point. Um, and they got shut up, shut up, shut up, because they've been told they've got to teach things a certain way. And until they're told, they can alter what they teach. That's apparently the reality. And yet we know that history's been proven to be wrong on many things. Science most definitely is another example. We get taught stuff, that's it, that's the truth. And then decades later, you look back and lo and behold, what they said was definitely reality. We found now become commonplace knowledge. That was lies. It was wrong. Might be wrong to say it was lies. Let's imagine possibly they honestly believe that. I don't think so. It's about it's about giving people the illusion that they know something, that things are not being held back from them. Give somebody just enough that they feel you're not holding back and that they've got to earn the rest by working and trying to climb up the ladder. But then if people start climbing up the ladder, and too many people do, they're going to try and knock you back down. So how do they do that without it being obvious? Well, the banking system suddenly interest rates fluctuate so that you've suddenly got a dearer mortgage and less money left to do things. It's going to take you longer to climb up the ladder. Or a company will go bust so people lose jobs. 
the, the, all of it can be controlled from behind the scenes, and it is. Mm. And I think you've... I found lately, um, the last couple of years, working in different um, areas, that you end up doing almost some of the strangest jobs as if it's just to keep you busy. Like, like yes. someone wants to spend money just to get it out of the way, and it's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, no one would know whether I bothered or not. And then you start to wake up to that, going, this is really bizarre. And that seems to be more apparent. It seems to be the most strange job. Like, everybody's a, a coach now, and that's yeah. like, on what? And it's it's, a, it's nothing tangible to grab hold of. I've just done a film and it's um, just done a, uh, a short video with a guy who's a um, goldsmith. It's a practical thing. He takes gold, he melts it into this. Yes. There's a lot of people in the middle of that now that don't really do anything. And I think people seem lost. And I do believe that's kind of some, some way of controlling your mind. You feel so uneasy, you don't really know where you're going. Disorientation and confusion. What does the future hold? Oh, things are changing all the time. Will this happen? Oh, it is happening. Oh, no, it isn't. It's got rejected by a vote in the Commons. Oh, oh, but I voted for this, Brexit. Oh, but I didn't. Ah, but now there's proof that it was, you know, created by lies. Yes, but there's proof as well that the other side lied. What's going to happen? Confusion. It's it's divide and conquer. Set the masses against each other and it distracts from the bigger picture. That behind the scenes, all right, some people have noticed it, but it's been mentioned that, you know, once Brexit's sorted, Theresa May's uh, minded to abolish the Human Rights Act. That's nice. I mean, what exactly about the Human Rights Act is the two um, to not one? That's what they it's about want, people and that's... actually know yeah. having basic human rights. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? But this was probably the case all along. And if you, the confusion is on purpose. I mean, you can't get that many people that confused in Parliament that don't know what's going on. It's blatantly just Sesame Street on the telly. But if you point this out to people, they get very angry, very defensive. And they say, they do, because then they'd have to admit to themselves that they've been fooled by it for years. Yeah. Which is an ego-based thing. If you can go, oh, well. Cognitive dissonance. The point, the point yeah. was you were meant to be fooled. So you just go, oh, well, I'm still a nice person. But it's person. cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You don't want to admit it. Deep down, they probably have a gut feeling that something's not right. But they also know they live in a world where if they say that something's not right, they're going to get shot at and attacked, just as we will for making these, just as David Icke does for a lot of what he says, just as any great person. You know, nobody who ever truly spoke the truth or believed truly they were speaking the truth and then it was discovered a lot of it was, because there's always some bits that they may have got wrong, but nobody whose true intention was based in that this is true and I believe it to be true. And then it turned out that over time it was, has ever not been attacked in the first place before it became known that they were actually telling the truth. Mm. Because the people at the top don't want you to know the truth. If they came out and went, you know, we've been pulling the strings, well, game over, house of cards down. No, it's just little things. What helps with, you know, there's this talk, a lot of conspiracy theorists say that, oh, it's been shown that fluoride um, accumulates uh, 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 and up your, what some people refer to as the psychic third eye. Is it amygdala? Your, uh, Is it amygdala? 
Is that the no, one? you're um, Pitry. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Pitry land. It is Pitry, isn't it? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm running a mental block myself. Anyway, it's what some people call the psychic third eye. Now, no, it, it doesn't mean that when it's operating properly that you can suddenly see through your head, through a hole, like it might have been shown on films. That's where people start thinking of it as all do-do-do-do. No, what actually it means is that when operating at full function, that's actually part of your brain that helps you see the bigger picture in a kind of instinctive, non-emotional manner. Because emotions are what control you and either motivate you to do stuff or hold you back through fear from doing them. That's how people are controlled. But there is a bit of you, some might call it a gut instinct, but it also comes from your pituitary gland, um, that gives you that feeling something's not quite right. Except that gets dulled down through intake of fluoride. And that is why fluoride was added to water, toothpaste, and various other things. Um, that's why it was given out in, you know, Germany and all that originally. It's because it dulls down the pituitary gland. So then it just leaves somebody who is controlled purely by their emotions. Their instincts pretty much screwed. Um, if we go back like, like to the school, and when it starts indoctrination at school and you look at some of the stuff that we were taught, it's almost laughable. And oh. some of it's complete, it's complete bollocks. I before E, except after C. That doesn't make I, any sense. I was taught that in English lessons that when I before E, except where the I and E come after the C, except for the thousands of words where that doesn't apply, which if you type that into Google, you see for yourself. I'm not going to list them all, but just put words where IE um, comes, you know, the other way around from C. Yeah. And you'll get a bloody list of them, and you see that there's no correlation to it whatsoever. And yet we were taught that as the way to remember where to put IE in certain words. Yeah, and it's, that's a great example of how we just trust the the person that's that's above us that's telling us the truth or saying what is the truth and that's mm. blatantly in front of our face a cognitive dissonance again that that isn't true you can see it it's it's um bizarre that we go into these things so you've got this, this split personality really fascinates me i know a few people with that were borderline personality and it's the compartmentalization seems to come out in people the same way with the same behaviors like the breaking down the different like they, they have different accents it's almost like they are different people they shave mm -hmm. their hair you've got all of these pop stars bleaching their hair blonde you've got when they come out of having breakdowns well, that's internal conflict because one was trying to get out you know it's on a low level it's kind of like a frustrated like a lot of people who are members of amateur drum dramatic societies okay want to be actors and singers when they were young this is generalization i'm just giving this as a, a metaphor an example when they were young they dreamed of being a famous actor when they were at school they may have even gone and done drama at college they may have even done it at university then they couldn't get enough work so they went and got into the rat race the brainwashed stuff we talked about earlier 
But inside them, there's still that part of them that grew up wanting to be that famous actor. There's still that part of them that loved the audience applauding at the end of the play as they took that bow. There's still that part of them that loved the, oh, the sighs from the audience when a shot came in the twist of the script. And that part existed for all those years, so it's still there. But they're now doing normal everyday life. Goodbye dreams, gone. But this is pulsating away. And that can cause anger and resent, uh, switching personality because really resenting having to do the job they're doing. Getting angry because this is a reminder that, you know, I feel like a failure because I didn't achieve what I wanted. Or it's a reminder that I'm being held back from doing what I really wanted. And that creates confusion and disorientation. And when you get confusion and disorientation, people become automatically more suggestible. So in a sad, ironic paradox, they become more likely to get brainwashed and bogged down by the rat race world that's all about controlling you from not... So the dreams become more and more and more and more and more distant. And it just becomes... A... It's... it's awful. And we're bombarded with it every day. It's almost you are bombarded with so much information now. I think um, we we got it. We didn't get it in the documentary, but um, a person takes in as much information in a day now that they used to take in um, hundred years ago within a year. Mm. So the amount of information that you're getting for the internet, for everything, is all. How do you function like that? You'll you'll fry your brain eventually. There's one key thing that psychopaths, and I'm using the term psychopaths because can be positive. But the, the control people, the people in power, there's one key thing that they do that the mass populace, the majority, don't. The vast majority of those in power spend the majority of their time making their own decisions, controlling their own destinies, because they've created a situation where they've got the freedom to do what they want, how they want, even if it means having laws altered, they can make that happen down the chain because they've got so much money and power. But most important of all is they listen to themselves first. Whereas the mass populace are conditioned by society to not love themselves fully, all the things we spoke about earlier. So to help fill that gap, they will likely congregate around people. Now, there are exceptions. The people who become hermits, truly depressed, and shut themselves off from the world. But to the powers that be, that's just a result if these people top themselves. It helps the long-term agenda. They couldn't give a shit, sadly. Just a, an ant died. But the mass populace, so that they feel, and they're distracted, yes, there's all the confusion going on, but they get together in groups and feel like they're part of something. That makes them feel a little bit whole. But it's, an, it's a false wholeness, because when they're not in that group and are away from it, the whole's back again. So that's why they become dependent on addictions like we spoke about or on social media. What they should become addicted to, just as the psychopaths are, is themselves. Loving themselves. That's where the focus has got to be. Um, because once the person feels whole and they don't need external validation 
through social media or through the groups or whatever, then they are far more likely to think for themselves rather than entering the pack mentality. And the people in power, politics is there to create pack mentality, divide and conquer, voting, different opinion. Sports is there, football matches, so that people vote for different teams and argue against each other. You see the football matches, you know, um, religions there for the same reason. It's all about creating divisions, differences of opinions, arguments which create confusion, upset. But people feel a togetherness by being with those that think the same because it makes them feel whole. Oh, you know what would be better? Not saying don't go to your dog, you know, your pigeon fancying group. Go, but go and love yourself and realise you don't need other people. There's only one person that truly can make you happy, you. There's only one person who can truly make you feel negative, and that's you, because you have the choice of how you react to any given situation in life. You do have the choice and power to achieve the impossible, because nothing's impossible if you put a comma in it, well, a little apostrophe at the start, then it says, I'm possible. This is fascinating coming from yourself, because your whole living is, your whole career has been about hypnosis. Your, your whole... Yeah. And, and it's coming from you is it's the opposite of what you're but it's what it's i've what always seen what your what hypnosis is seen to be yeah but i've always said hypnosis and well that's why i used to say hypnosis doesn't exist well it doesn't not in the sense that the majority of hypnotists want you to believe it is to sell you their products hypnosis exists in the sense of we're all if it hypnosis is natural in the sense of I believe the mass populace, the majority, are hypnotised 24 hours a day. It's just they're in a different hypnotic state. They're in the having a dream at night, hypnotic state. Or they're in the going to work, hypnotic state. Or they're in the eating their food, hypnotic state. Or they're in there with their friends at the pub, hypnotic state. Okay. So all I as a hypnotist really do is play with people's emotions thoughts, feelings, and that state-dependent memories, learning, and behavior that they've had in their life. I help them tap into that that may have negatively impact them so they can alter it the other way around, or I help them find that that positively impacted them so that they can enlarge it and make it more harmful to them. So What, what gets in the way for most people is fear. Fear. False evidence appearing real. So what I'm trying to look at there, and that's great because that's a very practical and understand that you can practically understand that the way the mind works, like hypnosis works. So when it comes to MK Ultra, and we're talking about splitting the mind, that seems to come through trauma of wanting to disassociate from the trauma. trauma. Yeah, trauma or extreme disorientation and confusion. Now we've talked about everyday disorientation and confusion, but that happens over a long period of time. And um, we kind of, we get stressed, we get what we know is stress from it, and blah, 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 want to blow your top, but it's not as extreme as stuff that will be talked about with MK Ultra. But they've realised that emotions and stress and trauma do have an effect on mind and body. So they've realised if you can ramp it up, and there is talk in MK Ultra documents and stuff out there of... Um, 
sexual abuse, effectively, being repressed by the mind. Well, the mind's kind of like an electric kettle, not an electric one, uh, the old type. Hob kettle. Yeah, hob kettle, on the gas hob. That used to get the whistle on the end, so you knew when it was ready, could it go, and you had to go in and get it off the hob. Otherwise, eventually, all the water would boil away, and it burned through the bottom of the kettle. The brain is kind of like that, in the sense of something that is so painful, which is the boiling kettle, the mega trauma, something you don't want to accept, like Uncle Bertie interfering with you at the age of three. You don't want, you're not emotionally ready to deal with it at that age, and you don't want to, and it gets the brain to protect you, represses it into a filing cabinet somewhere, never to come out. Or maybe to flash out in dreams when you're older, where problem that's where problems start, where it starts to leak out like you spoke about. But they know that the bigger the trauma, the more likely it is to be repressed. When it's repressed, that arguably is what then becomes a separate, the terminology in that world is separate alter, or could become a separate personality. Because it wants to escape and get out, it wants to be the steam getting out of the kettle, before it boils through, uh, which would be self-destruct, start of hair cutting or slipping between them without knowing it and losing the plot, what might seem like a mental health problem to an outsider that could actually perhaps be dealt with by accessing that altar, allowing access to that personality, that filing cabinet area, to... uh, and metaphorically taking the whistle off the kettle so that the steam gets out. So when the trauma's released, and they've had that moment of catharsis and released it, they can then realise it from their older, more mature state of mind and realise that, yes, they were a victim in this example, but they don't need to let that rule their life for the rest of their life anymore because it's now the genie's out the bottle, the steam's out the kettle, and then positive psychological healing techniques can be used to help make the person feel whole again and, and, and love themselves and be able to take control, um, which is largely what you have to do with cult deprogramming as well to help people release the programs that have been in, instilled into them. So they know this, and that's what MK Ultra was about, you know, it's extreme trauma. Uh, and that happens naturally with people who didn't study MK Ultra. That's why it often takes years and years. That's why, if you look at the likes of the British television presenter, former television presenter Jimmy Savile, okay, somebody finally came forward and said that he'd sexually abused them when they were younger. Once one person had the floodgates opened, now, we know that some of them could have been trying to jump on the media bandwagon, the victim bandwagon, and it's sad that some people feel such an imbalance or lacking of the things we talked about before that they'll go to those extremes. But a lot of them, there was provable evidence that they'd been abused. And some of them said they'd actually managed to forget about it and not even think about it until they'd seen this on the television. In other words, it'd been filed away, and then it came out, boom, So that Anna was someone who allegedly didn't know about MK Ultra techniques, although actually if you investigate Jimmy Savile, he was a trained 
hypnotist. And he does appear to have links, as we've spoken about, in the Tim Foyle Hats podcast, which you can find on YouTube by searching Tim Foyle Hats, Richard Willett, Jonathan Royal. We have talked about what's down the rabbit hole and how they've covered it up. And there do appear to be links indicating that Jimmy Savile uh, was a procurer of children for politicians and people in power. And the people behind the scenes there may well have also giving him guidance on MK Ultra style techniques. So, and this yeah. is a really good parable because um, what we're saying is when you go down, when you start to scratch at the surface of how the mind works, you do teeter on the edge of this rabbit hole. And when you start to get into these parts of it that we're talking about now, we've even naturally done this during this interview, gone further down. You can't yeah. help but look into these dark parts. And there's a parable there of... People don't want will get this far and go, don't want to look in there. No, exactly. It's almost like compartmentalization. And that's fair again anyway. because what might they find inside themselves? What will they realise they've missed out on in life up till now? Because they're scared of having regrets because they could have done something. Well, the truth is, the moment you wake up, you realise that there are people who have been holding you back. That you need to release any negatives in the past. So a really good therapist, an ethical, well-trained one, can help you find if there's any shit you need to get rid of, help you get rid of it, and help you make yourself whole again, and then empower you to be able to go away and just control yourself and have a protective, invisible screen against all the negatives we talked about. Because sadly, the truth is, and sadly, the number of therapists that are actually really skilled to that degree in the world are in the minority. There's a lot of them, but they're in the minority because a lot of the therapists as well haven't studied the negative side of this. And the thing is, it's harder to get a human being to do something negative, generally speaking, that generally speaking will make them feel bad or go against the morals, the wills or the values than it is to get somebody to do something that makes them feel good or seem socially acceptable. So whilst we can make something that's actually abhorrent, we can condition things to make it seem socially acceptable to them, and then that becomes acceptable to them so that they do it. That's one way. The quicker way would be is if we can bypass that and just make them do things that they wouldn't normally do, and then file it away so they forget they've done them. Yes, it can be done. Yes, it is being done. But the trouble is it's being done on law levels as well through politics, education, all the things we spoke about. And the therapists themselves have been subject to this. And sadly, most therapists are like Sigmund Freud once said, or sick mind fraud, as I prefer to call him. They're searching for answers to their own problems. And sadly, most of them haven't found all of them yet. Um, I believe that by examining these things, it makes me a better therapist. And by examining these things when I teach, because I do mention this to the people I teach hypnosis to, my courses do contain stuff about the negative dark side. Obviously, I make it quite clear that nobody should do such because it's illegal, unethical, immoral, but most of all, illegal and abhorrent. But I point out what is and isn't possible with evidence and examples so that they can use these techniques in a positive fashion both to deprogram people, protect them, and set them free from their addictions, fears, phobias, 
traumas, whatever it may be. And I'd like to just point out now is that the reason why I wanted to work with Jonathan so much through the last couple of years is because if you if you you look at the press that Jonathan's got, um, it's not been positive for you. And and you're one of the ones who are actually coming out and saying this stuff. Like you're the only one of the most honest hypnotists you'll meet. You're the one of the most honest people in this your in this workplace you'll meet. But you get bad press, and that seems to be a very very good example of exactly what we're saying. You are, are telling the truth, and it's been inverted into the fact that don't say that. Oh, he's a troublemaker. Oh, yeah. This guy's oh. a troublemaker. But you, yeah. you're the one actually trying to help people by saying, look, we need to look at these dark areas. We need to look into this stuff. If you really want to get well, you need to start looking into the places you don't want to work. It's, it's uncomfortable. But in doing so, you're getting bad press. You're getting the stuff that's happened to you. And um, that is a classic example of what we talked about at the start. Don't put your hand up and ask the question. Keep your head down. And you, you're an example of that. And I think you're a credit to yourself that you've kept oh, that thank you. going over all these years. It's not been easy at times, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, I do. I hopeless, I've, I've always said, if you say what you truly believe to be true, even if that goes against the grain, at least you can never have personal regret for not having said something sooner because you have actually said it. And more importantly, taken action on it and done what you can, which is why I do teach these things within my courses to other people. Whether they go away and then choose to ignore all that element and just continue as a normal hypnotherapist, I would say, or a normal NLP coach or whatever, that's then out of my control. But I know a certain percentage do take this on board. And because of that, Knowing those negative techniques means that quite often they can help people with certain things in one session where other therapists wouldn't be able to doing the softly, softly approach. Not always, but sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if, when you go out there and as I did years ago, say, look, the media's full of rubbish. And just to prove how little they care about the truth, I'm going to get myself on TV shows around the world and in newspapers and magazines around the world with fabricated, made up, ridiculous stories that no one should believe. And then after a few years of doing that, I'm going to publish a book on how easy it was to scam all the media and become a media prankster because, frankly, they don't give a shit if it's something that will distract the masses from what they're doing behind the scenes. They actually welcome it, encourage it, and as in recent years, we've been finding out we're seriously guilty and perhaps still are of fabricating shit themselves. So, yeah, that was, you know, and then when I decided to take on Rupert Murdoch's former fake shape, Mazama Mood, all explained at circusofthemind.net, which backfired ever so slightly, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it backfired slightly with me resulting with a, a, a very short custodial prison sentence, that's actually still in the process of being appealed, and I'm very optimistic it will be overturned um, sometime in the near future, even if it wasn't for some bizarre reason. I've still now proven, and it's coming to light, that you know there was there was evidence in my case, allegedly. Yeah, it was never checked by the CPS. It was never validated. They told me it had been checked. These fake pound coins had been checked by the Royal Mint. I've got him writing from the Royal Mint 
that they've got records from that time period of everything the CPS sent them to be checked, and yet they were never sent any coins connected to my News of the World story or my case, which means that the CPS proceeded with a case against me with no provable evidence. And since then, we've also discovered that they knew that Mazza Mahmood, the fake Shay, was not a witness of truth, probably as far back as 1997, uh, as did the police. That's before my case got to court, and people like John Elford, the London's burning actor in England, which means that the police failed to disclose, as did the CPS, important information to us that had we known the stuff we know now, then our cases would never have got to court. Aside from the fact increasing evidence is coming to light day by day that we were drugged with something such as GHB to make us more suggestible and compliant, um, and forgetful and amnesic and manipulatable as well, all of which is coming out in the wash and explained with evidence at circusofthemind.net. So, yes, I've been vocal and out there, but as a result, I've become a target um, to a degree by the powers that be, and it very nearly did ruin my life, and a lot of people would have given up. Um, a lot of people I know in similar circumstances have given up, and, you know, thank God I'd already learned about hypnotherapy. Thank God I'd already noticed there was a glitch in the cord, that things weren't quite what they seemed, and had a bit of an understanding of the dark side to be able to use those techniques to keep myself sane, really. And I think people like yourself, John Alford, um, I came about your work through working with Brian Harvey. He's um, He's got a, a hell of a story to tell as well. And um, Oh, yeah. And that, that man has been through, regardless of, of what personally I, I, I think of is some of his actions, he's clearly been through a lot more than we can see and um these are the people that at the end of the day when it does all come out and it will do it slightly it's drip it's been covered up slightly slowly it'll be it'll uncover slowly as well trouble is that's another establishment technique they'll let people be formed, guys um you know there came a point where i think they could have still suppressed the fact if they'd have wanted to really they could have suppressed still the fact that cyril smith was a paedophile I say that uh, that's a British MP for those in different countries. I say they could have suppressed it. They, they could have, from the majority, the, 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 or they could have suppressed the confirmation that what a lot of people suspected to be true was true. Because people in Rochdale, where I live, knew, because Sarah lived here, they knew that he was a paedophile. Because his victims lived here and told people. It's only in recent years that that's been accepted more, you know, and the same with Jimmy Savile. But by releasing that and everyone going, oh, my favourite kids TV presenter was, you know, a paedophile. I think they always knew people, the powers that be knew, the police, I reckon, knew, somebody knew. For example, that the British weatherman, um, former private school teacher, um, Fred Talbot, uh, you know, interfered with students. And I think that got brushed decide because it was a private school and stuff um can't prove that but it's my suspicion but then you know oh if we let out these celebrity names now that they 
they cover the media. It looks like we're actually doing something. We're not covering this up. We're actually... But during all that, what gets swept under the carpet? The Westminster sexual abuse probe. And who conveniently loses thousands of files of evidence? The former Home Secretary. What was she called? Theresa May. Oh, guess who's currently British Prime Minister fudging Brexit? Theresa May. Wonder where she got that job. Is that a favour? Mm. A favour, and also or a reward Corbyn, for making Corbyn, documents disappear. Well, Corbyn wasn't doing much in the seven, late seventies about it in his own in jurisdiction as well when he was told. So these people have known this for a long. I mean, you don't Jimmy Savile. We've covered this before, but Jimmy Savile's hanging around with Prince Charles. I mean, come on, for <laughs> him, it's not even worth saying that he didn't know. It's so ludicrous. You've the evidence, the cognitive dissonance in this country is is mental. We, we were, the people that don't want to look at this stuff have to go, do you know what, you're holding the house of cards up yourself. Here's the thing, I would never say that anyone should believe a word I'm saying. In fact, I'd say don't without independently researching it. Same with anything you say, same mm. with anything David Ives said. And you may find that some of it, well, you'll find evidence for everything I say. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it in the first place. But here's the thing. You might decide there's not enough evidence for you to decide that for you that it's enough to make you change your thoughts on that particular thing. But on something else, you might find enough evidence. What the bigger picture of what I'm saying is stop walking around like a sleepwalking zombie accepting as fact things that are printed in the media or but on social media uh, because the, you, you, social media, they can stop you seeing things they don't want you to see and make you see more of the stuff they know is bollocks. So if someone's spreading stuff that's rubbish because they've come to believe it, sure as hell, if they want you to believe it, they'll make sure it's pushed in your face more often than posts that have got the opposite view. And this has been proven to have happened with Cambridge Analytica um, influencing the Brexit referendum. Um, and stuff. So, you know, the main thing is question things, research things. Don't don't just read stuff that confirms what you got instinct said or what that person said. Read stuff even if it's uncomfortable and explore the possibility that what you think's true might not actually be the full picture. Mm, yeah, and also... There's the big split in the, the um, alternative media, or whatever you want to call it. You've got, I mean, every time I look, I, I talk about being a supporter of David Icke's work, you get that look. And whether they've read it or not, that doesn't matter. I'm not saying I believe everything David Icke writes in his book. He asked <laughs> you not to. He said, this is the research. Precisely. Um, and saying, so I'm writing a book and, 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 and everything we do say, research it. To outwardly say ignore it is only at your own detriment. It's worth going have a look at these things because they're so all pervasive. It's it's everywhere, and once it's you start not... to see it, it's absolutely saturated in every little corner of society. This might sound a little bit philosophical, philosophical, and a bit winky wanky, but that's not the way I mean it. If we, as human beings, truly felt loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, all those things I've talked about before, and truly loved ourselves, and felt whole and warm, 
We would therefore naturally question everything and not just take it as fact. But to get to that point, to get to that freedom, you have to go through a massive pain. And that pain is accepting the fact that you may have lost out on things in the past through having believed lies, or you may have been manipulated. People don't want to have to admit they could have been manipulated or controlled, however subliminally it was done. You've got to accept the fact that things may not be as you thought they were, that there are people with motives. No, it wasn't your teacher at school's motive to brainwash you. They probably innocently thought they were doing the best for you. And most teachers want the best for their pupils and take great pride in seeing their pupils do well. But they're restricted by what they can teach and the way they can teach it by the powers that be that set the agenda for the teacher training and above that and so on. That's why syllabuses have been changed and fudged around and exams have been changed recently. I've been told by teachers whose hearts are in the right place that they've left the country to go over to Dubai and become private teachers because the way they're screwing with the, you know, the normal mainstream schools is to dumb people down. Um, so fear is false evidence against reality or false evidence appearing real. Most people sadly choose to fuck everything and run away to normal life of safety, hiding in a comfort zone. But if you break through that pain, when you break through the pain barrier, if you face everything and rise, that's the point, you will rise. You'll feel better, you'll see clearer, you'll be awake, you'll snap out of that trance. Justin, thank you for coming on the show today. I always thank you, a pleasure as always. Um, uh, this is part of a documentary, so we're going to be putting this stuff into a documentary over the next year, myself and John. Showing you how, visually, how it works. And I think this is a, a great example of how some hypnotism is quite practical, but also someone who does this for a living has done this, who's a mainstay in this industry for over 30 plus years now, is showing you how it, the honest truth of how these things work. This isn't someone who we're just having a chat in a coffee shop. Jonathan's been doing this for a very, very long time. And um, and I, he's an expert. He's one of the leading names in the world in this. And he's been doing it for such a long time. He's telling you how it works. And that might not be a very popular thing for him to do. But if everyone was a bit just as brave as Jonathan is has been for the last 30 years, we, would, we wouldn't be in the position we are today. So... Jonathan, thank you for your time, mate. The pen, like before we go, can I just say the pen, they say is mightier than the sword. But as an example, this pen is just a tool. It can write nasty things that push emotional buttons that could push somebody to the point of killing themselves. Or it could write words of praise that so empower somebody that they go and try something they wouldn't have done before and end up creating wonderful opportunities for themselves in life. In the same way, a hammer, use it, hit somebody on the head, you'll kill them. Use it one way, you can put a nail in the wall and hang things up. Use it the other way, you can pull nails out. All positive tools, all positive tools, 
have potential negative uses. But generally speaking, sadly, people close their eyes to them and look away. It's time to wake up, people. So, Jonathan, where can people find out more about your work and what you do? I think probably the best place to look at is uh, hypnotismexposed.co.uk. 